welcome back to a whole new year, a new us of a what new have you. Us having skipped an entire Not, month. Nothing <laughs> happened. You didn't even notice. We over we overdid it in December and then we've just had to Let's be Go honest. into a darkened room. January has been uh, not enough of it. There is too much January we're to do in January. Rachel, we're on the last day of January. And well, see my point? Yeah. See my point? Yeah. We didn't we were no, trying so hard. Past, I always feel like January, February seems like it's gonna take forever and a half, but then you blink and I think it used to. It's gone. It it's doesn't anymore. Gone. I'm living a really dangerous lifestyle, which is having a baby at home, which is what makes the days feel incredibly slow in my old life. Yeah. But it's not that life. So it's the, yeah. it's the bizarre mashup of some sequences of time that are lived in slow motion. <laughs> but the whole days are like, yeah. but wait, what do you mean that it's bedtime because I haven't done anything yet? Yeah. It's yeah. how could I have gotten here? And other treacherous things is that I'm too old to power myself up with coffee until a late <laughs> night. Like, oh, I it's so gone. It's gone. Hardcore. And, but when I had little children before, that's when I got I, stuff done. I literally said this to Ben like two days ago when both of us were looking at each other at like 645 feeling like, well, does it count? Seems like we should turn in. <laughs> Anyway, I was like, how do we tap back into that energy that we had in our 20s for, like, the evening? Like, like you did a whole nother round of stuff in the evening, which now I'm just like... Okay, but this is my... I'm so not, tired. I'm not complaining. I'm just bringing this up. It used to be when I had little kids where you spent the whole day with people needing you. You know, you're, like, carrying sure. people around and helping yeah. people and changing diapers and doing whatever. That then they went to bed at like 7.30. Yeah. And then you were like, now I would have a weird head clearing time. So we realized whatever time the kids went to bed, we had to stay up two or three hours after that. Yeah. And just have like quiet. Yeah. We would talk or maybe watch a show or like Mm -hmm. I'd get some things done. We kind of. Right. Had a little bit of an evening pep rally of some kind. Wow. <laughs> gone is that. Gone. Yeah. And I, yeah. and it's funny because I think even if all other things were equal, just we couldn't do it. We couldn't care. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you because at a certain point, and for me now it's at 645, I'm like, yeah. well... That's nothing, nothing can make me care about this at all until tomorrow. That's and then granny, tomorrow, granny, um, our great grandma's wisdom from the past. I went through about slumber parties and why you should not go to them, but it was, <laughs> it was anything worth doing can be done before ten o'clock. <laughs> In my case, it's just moving a whole lot of things into the not worth doing pile. <laughs> I know. I know. It's good, though. It's a good yep. reminder, a reprisal of, I know. of well, the days of your with a child. Instance, when I get home, I'm going to clean up some of the dishes from soup night. Because last night, by mm. the time soup night was over, I was like, can't care. Can't care now. I'll care tomorrow. <laughs> Like it's after my, it's after dinner, which means it's after my bedtime. So I know it's funny though. But anyways, January has still been a very successful time, and my I've gotten a number of texts and messages from people saying what 
organizing or homemaking book oh, are yeah, you reading this year? Because yeah. I what try to it? do that in January. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have nothing <clears throat> to recommend. Okay. I pulled out <coughs> one that I liked before that I know I talked about on the podcast because I was like, I should read this again because the last time I read it was before we'd even built this house or moved into this house. So I was like, yeah. I felt like that one actually had a number of tips that I sure. remember thinking she was being very realistic, okay. which is what I'm looking for. Okay. I started a few that I, I don't know what they're called. They were ones that I were like on Kindle or something. Yeah. So, yeah. and they were real dumb and bad. Yeah. Um, I got one tip out of one of them and mostly skimmed everything okay. else and wasn't. And that tip was to plan on everything taking longer than it's going to take you, which I thought, yeah, yeah I can yeah. always. No, it's good. That's a good reminder to start thinking, why don't we make dinner at three instead? Add buffers. Yeah. yeah, just write pencil into your mental schedule mm-hmm. more time mm-hmm. than you're dreaming it's going to take you. That was good. But then I ordered the death cleaning book because the you Swedish said you were reading that. Yeah. And um, No, I said that it was dumb and I stopped reading it. Because you did? That is so funny. Yeah, let me tell you. Well, then I miss and I missed that. I ordered the book because I thought you said there were interesting things in it. No, but here's it was what a fantastic happened. title. Here's and then what there was happened. nothing. It there was came, nothing. It came to my house. I opened the box and then it vaporized into the house and then Chloe said that was a really bad book. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Is it got a review from a teenager as not at all the thing that I, she liked. I felt like but, it was such a good title to rope me in. Be like, yeah, tell me, do yeah, tell me yeah. about Swedish okay, Death Okay, Queen. but without reading it. With okay. having only absorbed the well, title. I stopped reading it. Okay. So maybe it got amazing. Well, I have a few thoughts. So some of my thoughts are thoughts that clearly are not actually engaging with the text. Because I don't. Just to be clear, I'm not doing that. However, I have to say that I was cleaning out a few things. Like, there were some things that I pulled out that I was like, you know what? This is actually, I am assuming this is the place I should apply this. Because mm-hmm. there are things that I, I don't, I haven't saved most of my baby clothes and stuff. I didn't save. I would save a few things that mm-hmm. were, if it was really special yeah. in some way. Yeah. But I mostly would save things that I had knit or sure. sewed or something that I, sure. just because you feel like you, you know, maybe yeah. when they have kids of their own, this is a fun thing. Sure. But when I pulled that bin out, there's stuff in there that I was like, I don't like it. I never yeah. did like it. No. So the question of, which of my children would I like to give this to to make them have to deal with it? Like, yeah. who would like to have this sweater that I never thought turned out well? Yeah, no. And should I give it to them and let them angst about it? Or this afghan that I was yeah. swept up in the new technique and didn't stop to notice how bad it was. Right. You know? Right. And I'm like, nobody wants this. No. So I threw away a lot of stuff Good. like that. And you know Good. what? That I felt like was the gentle art of Swedish yeah. death cleaning. It's to think like, I don't want my kids to have to make no. this decision because I can say <clears throat> this was lame from the dawn of time. Yeah. And they would yeah. feel like I just felt like mother. I kept reading what felt like introduction after prologue after introduction after it when preface. That happens. And it was all sort of like when when it comes time to addressing emotionally laden uh, items 
you need to be suitably prepared. So you're going to need to prepare and then you're going to want to have a snack. <laughs> and then it was like, make a master schedule so that you and assemble all the supplies in advance and then make the schedule. And I'm like, if I knew, if you're the sort of person that already knows how to do this, you didn't need that. And if you are the sort of person who doesn't know how to do it, you're going to have to get a little more specific <laughs> than this. Anyway, so I just stopped because it was, it was too tedious. But well, I do feel, I had a thought about this, about minimalism. We really have, a, have really been blessed by, well, we had really divergent kinds of inheritances from our mm-hmm. grandparents on each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my dad's parents, we had all kinds, we inherited all manner of fun and wonderful things from them, but they were not worldly possessions. <laughs> <laughs> True. They were True. the, they were other things. They were yeah. stories the or intangible, intangible, really. And so like, and, and I emphasize that they really did write by us. In and it was and an without any worldly possession, and it yep. was a real inheritance, yep. not a fake one. There was no. It's not like oh, mm-hmm. we got an imaginary inheritance no. on that side, but it was not material. No. This was not the inheritance of the material possessions. But on my mom's side, we also, I hasten to add, inherited many intangible things Absolutely. from them. Also, but also, Granddad loved to collect random and cool things and Mm so way more given that we are just grandchildren and there was a significant amount of family we we both have many things from them yeah and I feel like that is a really that's a really wonderful thing but you don't want to be tying your family down with like emotionally loaded things that they'll never know what to do with but at the same time I have a lot of kids and I, I hope that there are things that a lot of my kids associate with fun memories and like, Oh, I love, they always. And so I, to me, it feels like preparing for it to be fun for your descendants to have things that belong to you has far more to do with having your dinner table, having been a fun place and having your kitchen having been a welcoming and fun place. And so that many things are like memories and prompts of something intangible that you did receive from them. So I actually read a really, I thought it was a fantastic tip that I plan to try to implement, but I have not yet. And I'm not sure if this is one of those ones that you will agree with me or if you will take Um, instant exception to this. But... Um, well, maybe we'll give the, I, the listeners a moment to guess how I'll <laughs> respond. <laughs> it, I, I know that I have a deep side of me that cares about packaging. So it's, um, it's it might be, it and actually, in, it I think we have that. to bring this up. It's not a deep side. It's the whole side. <laughs> it's not the whole side. It's just a deep side. Now, no, I just meant it's all sides. <clears throat> yeah. Well, sure. There's it's packaged all around. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> no, it was talking about um, how to go through when you just have too much stuff. It was yeah, that kind sure. of a thing. And and the first thing was like, get the stuff out and use it for heaven's sakes. Don't be afraid yeah, yeah, to yeah. break it. Just I'm get a big it out believer and in use that. it. So if yeah. you have 
china that means a lot to you. Get it out of the basement and use the silly china. Yeah. And if you break it, oh well. Also, weirdly, lest it never mean anything to any of your people yes. other than you. Yeah, and, and basically, if you break a few pieces, that's sort of a small price to pay for actually using something yeah. you love. And and it was saying, you know, when you have a really beautiful, expensive soap, use it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like every day you'll just get that little burst I, of I wanna pleasure. I want to put a little bookmark on that expensive soap. Because I have a word about that. No, yeah. go ahead. Okay, we'll come back mm -hmm. in a minute. But it was like, don't leave it in the drawer till it gets all dusty and gross because it's expensive. Yeah. Like, it's expensive, so use it yeah. and enjoy it and whatever. And so, and then I said, but if there's things that you really just can't, but you do need to save or whatever. said, actually pack them away in pretty boxes with pretty tissue paper with a label so you know exactly what's in it. Mm -hmm. And then someday when you get it out, it's a pleasure to get it out and look at it. Yeah. Which I thought, you know what? All the places in my house, like in the basement or in the attic or whatever, it's like you've got a Rubbermaid bin, then another Rubbermaid bin that mm -hmm. doesn't stack mm -hmm. neatly on it because you bought it at a different time. And then there's a cardboard box and then there's a third Rubbermaid bin yes. that has a mismatched lid yes. that doesn't actually fit on it. And I thought, you know, that is a brilliant idea. Like if you're actually mm -hmm. doing the sort of death cleaning level where it's like, I'm actually streamlining, I'm purging, sure. I'm getting it down to like, say it's your baby clothes that you're, these are going to go into long-term storage. Put it in a pretty box. So when you yeah. hand it, hand it to your daughter later, it's actually like fun to open and get into yeah. rather than like all the dust that came in the side because the lid didn't fit. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I just thought that would actually be, and, and they said like. I'm not opposed to that. So long as you actually, I mean. There are just some things that I feel like that'd be weird to do that with, but there are yeah, other, sure. other things that's like, oh yeah, that's super yeah. cool. And that makes sense. I've actually been sort of trying to do that with some things like just keeping, keeping things for different kids in the, you know, like it's up because I'm not doing, I will not have loads and loads of things to give each of my kids. Like I didn't save all of their high school awards sure. or all of their yeah, speech sure. meet participation no. ribbons. I didn't do that. You know, no. like I don't have that. Yeah. Um, but the few things that I did save, you do absolutely want to give them as a, as a pretty, or yeah. we'll see. I think that that makes sense. But mostly what I did right now was try to discard the things that I was like, who, if I picture my children in the future as adults, I mean, like, do you want this Afghan? It's like, oh my word, get it out. This is not what I want to be remembered by. <laughs> no, it's really true. It's, anyways, it's giving me a good, I always think, I mean, really every year when you go around to clean and stuff out, you're a different person and your life is different and things mm -hmm. are different. And sometimes mm -hmm. something that really seemed important to save at one time, you're like, Hmm. Yeah. Why did I, I think, think sometimes that this was really important? You just have to save it long enough that then you can throw yeah. it away in good conscience. Well, I cracked into, so I have four daughters and I had one bin of just one little, not even a huge bin, just one bin of clothes that I saved. And I just cracked into them and gave some of them to Maggie. Not I, just a couple things because when I got in there, I'm like, I don't even remember yeah. Who wore this? Like, and this I actually also, doesn't mean much to I don't me. think we have said that she was even born. 
Day after Christmas. Right? I'm a grandma. A grandmother. <laughs> um, and I yes, am a grand... Little Margaret. I'm not a grand aunt. That's not really a thing they do, but a, a great grand aunt. aunt. You're a grand aunt. I'm, I'm a like grand a, aunt. A grand aunt. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, Margaret was born and is adorable and fantastic. And it's pretty hot stuff having a... now back at her fresh house. baby. On so, the, yeah, now we're doing the... the FaceTime lifestyle. Do you know what else I did? I dropped off a big bag of hand-me-downs for Belle for she the told baby. Me. But the That's hilarious part about that is I realized I had been collecting it for so long. Well, like, since Cesar was born. And I kept thinking, once we knew they were having a boy, I kept um, thinking I would give her the hand-me-downs. Yeah. But failed to notice that they will keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> I think I kept thinking when I've got this yeah. Like, I kept thinking I was going to get yeah. to the end of them. And I was right. like, wait, I should not keep this all no. in my closet. No. Waiting, waiting until in case. Yeah. So, yeah, I got yeah. to drop those off for I them. know. It's very exciting. Pretty fun. Pretty Lots fun. Of... So, she's definitely up to bat now. So, we'll have. Round in the bin. Beginning of April. So but fun. I'll tell you, though, we should just take a side note to say this sort of ties in elegantly to several of our conversational okay. topics um i did not read a housekeeping book in january but i did do a bunch of planning for the garden which may be futile we'll all find out come summer whether i grew a speck mm. of anything but right now hope is high you know it's yeah. january it's time to plan but i if did all never read that, truck a love story <laughs> It's so funny about that. Yeah. About, like, just he really, really, taps into he really taps into that. Well, the yeah, time that I got the this book. done was the time that <laughs> Ben and I were going to go back to Michigan with the Dixons and kind of help them settle in, you know, because that's what you do. Your daughter had a baby. And so we were going to all fly out on Sunday. And we had the same flight to Minneapolis, and then they were going to fly to Chicago. We were going to fly to Detroit. We had gotten an Airbnb, so we wouldn't all be up in their business. But I still was like, I'll leave them with food. You know, you'll make them dinner, and I'll leave them with food in the freezer, and we'll do all this stuff. Well, um, and then we had to fly out Thursday morning. And we were under, like, a triple hex on that. (laughs) Someone... Had put a spell on us beforehand because we were on the first flight to Minneapolis, was delayed, delayed, delayed till both of us had missed our connections. So that was fine. We stayed all together in an Airbnb Minneapolis overnight. But still, you have to rent a car, and then also they had checked their infant seat through to the final destination. So then you have to also round up an infant seat. Mm. And then we had checked six bags for them because. They had come here with their carry-ons, had a baby, had Christmas, Aiden had a birthday. Anyway, we're going back with a lot of luggage. So we check six bags. Next day, we go back to the airport. We fly out. Ben and I make it to Detroit, and our bags did not. So all six bags, gone with the wind. Aiden and Gemma make it to Chicago, and then everything goes pear-shaped from there. They can't get off the plane for like two hours because they said the jet fuel froze. How does that even happen? They're sitting on a plane for two hours, not allowed to get off. Then like airport transport was down, like buses or trains or whatever. They eventually had to get an Uber out to their parking place. It's like negative 
300 degrees outside. Like it was in that really cold snap. Mm -hmm. They make it out there. Their battery is dead. So then Gemma and little baby Margaret are sitting like in a shed while Aiden is trying to get somebody to come out and jump the car. I think it was a heated shed, but still, that's not good. So then they get that. Then the person leaves. Then uh, the battery dies again. They have to get the person to come back out again to jump it because the Uber driver didn't have cables. So anyway, then they get in. They hit the road. Their car dies. Just dies on the side of the highway. It's so terrible. It's dark. It's Chicago. It's the side of the highway. Like, that's just hideous. So then... They're trying to get back into the airport, calling a tow truck. It's Martin Luther King Day, so it's three hours ahead in Chicago. Calling a tow truck managed to shut down both their bank cards, got, a, got like triggered for possible fraud in Chicago, and shut their bank cards down. They have to Uber back to the airport. We're like, it's fine, we'll get you an airport hotel. We like figure that out, we get it all booked. They just have to go check in. But now that their debit cards are shut down and it's Martin Luther it's King so Day, bad. so you can't get them opened up again. And then, so they can't check into the air, into the hotel because they won't, you have to give them a card for incidental. So I'm like, we'll call, we'll give you, we'll put our card on it. They're like, uh, no, sorry, you'll have to email us and request a form. And then meanwhile, they're just like sitting in the lobby. Long story short, it continues like this. They're there for like two days while their yeah, car is trying like to get fixed. Impossibly stuck. They they can't. We can't even rent them a car. There's not a single car to rent in <laughs> Chicago. So anyway, they got back. They rolled in the door Wednesday evening at dinner time instead of Sunday, and, right? It was going to be Sunday, Sunday night. night, and they didn't get back Wednesday, until Wednesday. Wednesday night. night. So we took some Mexican takeout and then had to fly out the next morning. <laughs> So Becca planned her whole garden so, so while hanging out in the town where her grandbaby just, ought to have yeah, been. Yeah, but wasn't. But you know, wasn't. like just so there we we sort of were weirdly so adrift funny. with also no luggage. So I couldn't even and we're in an Airbnb, so you can't even like <laughs> ask the front desk for anything. But they kept saying, Oh, your bags are about to come. So be like, Great, okay, the bags are no, they didn't come. So then you're still in the same pair of socks. When you like oh. could, you could have gone and bought more, but you were lured into the <laughs> sense that your socks were about to come. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, that was our shock and awe trip back. <laughs> and so for and in the Airbnb there wasn't even a sofa. There was in the living room so weird. was a double bed. The things that you didn't think were going to matter no. because you're like, I'm not even yeah, really we're not even gonna be, be there. there. Yeah, yeah, in the bedroom there was also a double bed. So, uh, you had anything you were gonna work on, you had to do on a double bed with a wheelie frame that would scooch away from the wall. <laughs> Like actually, so really anyway, aggravating to yeah, even think about. Yeah, and yeah. and there's no like real plug nearby. No, it's not good. And no overhead lights in there, so it was just a really a funny place to be, kind of like weirdly hanging out with no clean socks and no grandbaby. Uh, but we did it. We got it done. It was, was not. It fun. was hilarious, actually, and. Um, you know, all's well that ends. So it is. So it is. <laughs> As That's Heather how it says. Went. All's well that ends. Exactly. Yes. So anyway, now we're we're doing the FaceTime lifestyle with 
baby Margaret. So, anyway, she's a cute little. Anyways, that was just a side note to tell everyone. Yeah, that it was a hard time, but a good time. Yeah, it Um, was. It was so. How did we get onto that? What was it that took us? Oh, I was just saying housekeeping plans. Oh, we're saying like planning. getting rid of things. Also, baby. When Margaret. I opened up that baby bin, I discovered a lot of things that, for whatever reason, I thought were really worth saving. That I just kind of felt like that's not all that. Mm, yeah. It's not going to yeah. get more fun. And I ha- and there's stuff that you realize is like fun in one way. Like I had a beautiful bag that I had when we got married, and I like took it on my, our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And it was a very pretty, has a pretty leather handle. It's a big, bold print. It was like a canvas bag, and it was an exp- it was a nice bag. And but it has seen some wear and tear, yeah. but it still was so distinctive yeah. that I kept thinking about how much I would have enjoyed mom pulling out sure. something from like the seventies yeah. or whatever. And so I kept it. But then I just was feeling like. But the longer this goes on, the more it starts to seem like this is so important to me. Rather than, like, something I was thinking someday one of my daughters may want to use this for something. Instead, it starts to take on this, like, and this is the one. This (laughs) is the bag that I had on our honeymoon. So I cut some of the fabric off of it and threw it away. Because I'm like, you know what? Nobody wants this. The lining is kind of beat up. You know, it's just like, it's not pristine anymore. It got used. So. No. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in that zone of like, let's figure out all the freezer meals. Let's streamline all of the life that we can live. I've been on a hot freezer meal streak myself. Yeah. We still need to exchange notes on the best things to freeze. Yeah. I bought another batch of my super cubes because. Oh, yeah, your silicone ones. I like ones. those. Yeah. But I also felt like them. They got the bigger ones because I realized I do, um, when I make the Amish potato rolls. Yeah. I make a big pot of the mash of the potatoes. Yeah. And I mash them and freeze them in the, I freeze them in the, Quantity on a bag. Yeah, I would do that. But I sometimes make four times the batch and I would sometimes make five times the batch. Mm. And sometimes you get sort of an anonymous frozen bag of yeah. not sure how much of what this is. Yeah. And because it's, <clears throat> yeah, maybe I'm just dumb, but I feel like there's questions about mashed potato and then water. Would the total volume actually yeah. be indicative of how much you put sure. in there? I'm not sure. Sometimes that's hard to, to know. Yeah, but yeah. so I realize this one is like in blocks. So I'm like, oh, if I freeze them in blocks of yeah. per recipe. Yeah. Say, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's pretty high level I could, right there. I know, and then I could make them in a smaller round mm-hmm. than just the 60 rolls or whatever yeah. it is that I'm yeah. And I'm, sometimes yeah, I, I might need to make them. It's anyway, true. these are the it's sorts true. of things I get swept up in when yeah. I was making yeah. some freezer bag meals. I have the Ziploc bag holders. That yeah. Are, oh, yeah. They'll stand them all up this. in a row. Yeah. And I really these things make me feel like I'm living the high life, which yeah. is really funny when you when you think about what it. Takes. I can't quite picture what that is because it sounds to me like one of those taco holders. Yeah, it sounds horrible. However, if you're gonna, what I was trying to do is I was making the 
the spicy peanut noodle sauce. Mm-hmm. So it was like you're going down eight bags to yeah. put in garlic and then eight bags to put yeah. in ginger and then eight bags. And it's a lot of different ingredients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was way meant, it was very easy to have them all open in a yeah. row. Yeah. And it would not have been smooth or convenient to not have them. To like have that. them just loose. <laughs> yeah, on the like counter. I would have. Yeah. And it's liquid, yeah. so it would have been yeah. not good. Oozy and But bad. I have a scooper, like the, I, we use them for the block party, but you know, it's like a cookie dough ball scooper, uh-huh. but it is, I mean, it's just a scooper. I don't know what it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The little sweeping thing. Yeah. Well, if you get them at a restaurant supply, as this one was, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that, I'm pretty sure that's a quarter cup in it. It yeah. is a quarter yeah. cup. Yeah. So when I went to, to have add those. the peanut butter... I was just scooping and blopping mm-hmm. a quarter cup into mm-hmm. each bag, and I was like, "See, I was this m- is this is I was making it like a my boat peanut bagging. butter sauce the other day." Speaking of this, but I was trying to have it be a little lighter, so I was using the PB two. Yeah, and that also gives you question marks about like how much PB two to how much liquid equals the same amount of volume of peanut butter oh, added yeah. to the liquid. I actually use sauce. I actually use PB two instead of a thickener if it goes with stuff because it absorbs the sauce. So- it makes it like it. So I would have had to have used a lot more because I ended up thickening it with a bit of cornstarch. Yeah, well, I've done that where I make the peanut noodles or whatever, but if you just throw in some extra broth, like if you just need yeah. it to be more saucy, yeah. I'll thicken it with the yeah. peanut yeah. PB2. But I was really delighted by that scooper just yeah. measuring a quarter cup yeah. for me. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That's, that's quite handy. Those I have those in a variety of sizes from probably just all the different events and also from the restaurant supply. And it is really nice to have them in that. Every once in a while, yeah. And and that they just, I use them a lot to like scoop muffin batter or whatever. You know, I, I mm-hmm. tend to use them, but I had not done it for like straight measuring ingredients. I was using my small one to make little meatballs the other day. And that's really handy too. To yeah. Just get a uniform size out and well about. I always use them on cookies because yeah that's just yeah it's just much better easier much better easier path for sure yeah um yeah so one of my quests of the new year has been corn tortillas yeah it's actually been a quest for a long time in my life at, mm-hmm. at differing intensities yeah probably the first time that I ever was like I'm gonna make a corn tortilla I looked it up and was like that's easy yeah gosh. so I went and bought whatever what is that brand I don't know I can picture the bag of the masa yeah yeah and uh and I bought it and I followed the directions and then I was like well corn tortillas are bad corn tortillas aren't good <laughs> uh, let me yeah. I've solved the problem this yeah. is not going to be delicious. And I think I probably did every part of it where you thought you did good and it would just break in half. Yeah. Where you yeah. messed them up. Brittle or crumbly yeah. or whatever. And things just weren't great. Mm-hmm. And then, or then they just get dried out into an unflavorful chip. You just, I've done it all, I think, with yeah. a corn tortilla. My Kamal broke. And that's not good. No. And then you were making these gorgeous, freshly ground corn tortillas. And then we were going to do them the other day. And so I went into it with a great amount of curled lip and disdain because I was like, 
stupid masa don't have a kamal blah anyway they were fantastic did you do it what <laughs> I did think you do you, it with you have just regular dried masa i used to cast iron pan and what brand of masa it's did you the use? traditional one you were just talking about the one about. that has the mm-hmm. um so one of the things that i think insults me about a corn tortilla is that it is corn and water and that's all and and the thing is this is like every domestic art in the world that it's you think it's just corn and water. Like How much flour nuance is really involved? How much well, work okay. could a noodle be? Exactly. <laughs> and I've and I've been making bread for a really long time now, like sourdough, however many years. But when I first started making sourdough, the dough was just sticking to me always. Like like you could not handle the dough without yeah. getting it and constantly needing to be like, I'm gonna have to get a little bit of flour on my hands and try to go in again and just making a mess out of them. And now the exact same dough. And I don't even know what part of my brain has figured out how to handle it. So it's not sticking to me, you know, like, like you don't, it's just all that is, is practice to not let it contact much of yourself yeah. And how you're handling it. And with the corn tortillas, I kind of was, I mean, off and on through the years, I will return and revisit it. Like, I've made yeah. tamales here and there and a corn tortilla here mm-hmm. and there. And then I think I just finally reached that moment where I was like, it was actually, I was nursing Ezra. And I was like, well, I think it's time I figure out what the heck Nick's tamalizing really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went and read a bunch of things about what's making mm-hmm. some masas, yep. fresh masas that are wet and what's yep. making some, ma- you know, yep. did that. Yep. And now I feel like all of a sudden at the end of a long tunnel of bad tortillas, I shot out the end yep. into understanding why people might use this as a basis of their cuisine. Well, so <laughs> like I had watched this like master class on the tortilla. Like yeah. how to do it. And you're just every step you're like trying yeah. to make sure you do it. Not a single one like puffed with that bubble in the middle, you know? And I was yeah. like, what? Like why? Why is it being like this? Anyway, this last time when I'm like, I don't even have the Kamal. I just, I'm just using that. And, and it's but like just to keep you on your toes. You yeah. have to kind of, I think it's like the way gravy, you have to swagger into gravy. Yeah. You can't, you can't. Gravy, pie, crust, yep. and, and, um. It senses okay. fear. And if you're roasting a whole chicken, don't look at it. Put that thing in there. And then don't open your oven oh, sure. until you yeah. actually think it's done. Yeah. Don't start getting the wind-up approach on that yeah. chicken or you will delay it by like 40 minutes and you yeah. will... Yeah, it's terrible. But I do think you kind of sometimes have to go in with a sneer in order to mm. make it do what you want. Not, not though, I must say, not the first time you try it. Because if you go into it with a no. like, oh, who even cares about technique... It's not going to work. Yeah, no, it won't. But after you've kind of tried to get the technique and you've tried it and tried it and tried it, then just go into it a little more casually. Yeah, because... I think what happened this time... One thing you have to feel like is like, no matter what happens, I'm going to learn something. And the way... I think this time, it was the way I was squeezing the the ball. Mm. Somehow, I was just doing it a little different. 
and they were puffing beautifully and being delicious and not tearing and not being all weirdly dry and crumbly and it was totally good totally good so i don't know it does it does seem to matter well, I the feel mood like in the air the seems mood to matters matter. in the in the um yeah the mood totally matters but also a big part of it is feeling comfortable with the fact that this may or may not work but either way I'm going to learn something yeah and yeah. like and I am actually okay with it if what mm -hmm. I learned I did say the first time my tortillas started puffing beautifully I was like oh this is going to my head this yeah, is, I can yeah, feel it. it. Is. You can, I am being yeah. empowered. Yeah. I am being empowered about the corn tortilla. Do you know what? I made a very, I'm sure, unofficial non the other day. Uh, and it was half-baked harvest. Mm. And you've, you've probably made this kind of thing before, but I don't remember ever making a dough that has yeast and baking soda baking powder. And that seemed really crazy to me. But I was like, whatever. And then you let it rise. Mm -hmm. So that was very, I don't know. Have you done that? Like, I yeah, feel like that's I think very strange. It is odd. But I will say it was a really good non. It oh, really was. So, and it's quick. It only does yogurt the, like the one rise. Um, yeah, it's got mm -hmm. yogurt in it. And then, yeah, the baking powder, baking soda and yeast. The yogurt, I would assume, would activate, activate the soda. Yeah, because it fizzes. Mm -hmm. It's like you're... You start with the yeast and you let it kind of sit in the water and then you add the other stuff and it, yeah, it fizzes and behaves oddly and then mm -hmm. you let it rise for an hour and then roll them out and fry them. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And well, they were actually quite there's good. There's always a lot to be learning is what it comes down to. Really? And then I, sure. I think it's very funny that it, I feel like in my old age, I came into corn tortillas suddenly with yeah. a, with a will to win and they're really... It's like very rewarding and fun. I know. They're when really they're like, yeah, you're like, this is a delight. But it reminds me of something funny. My kids have really enjoyed making fun of me about it. And no, they they love it. They're not rudely. As yeah, really yeah, as I say sure. that, I'm giving you all sure. a weird feeling, but yeah. that's not what I mean. They just like to say like, it's just really important yeah. that you. Yeah. That you really are carrying on our heritage. Yeah. <laughs> because I've yeah. been taking the corn tortillas back to the heirloom corn varieties mm -hmm. and nixtamalizing them and then grinding it and then making the tortillas. So I am, on the yeah. days when I'm doing bit. this, I'm getting a little a little knee-deep a little knee-deep knee in what yeah. I'm working on. I have now purchased... The tamale spreaders, you know, I'm things are happening at my house. Yeah, okay. and uh, but it struck me. I do. I've done this with many different cuisines, you know, like where you get into handmade pasta yeah. or you get into yeah, yeah, whatever. And I was thinking about something, which is that it really is the Christians' duty and delight both to that how we aren't divided that way. Like that, mm -hmm. really, we are welcome to enjoy the beautiful things from all different cultures. And that there's something about that, like the, the Italian grannies that mm -hmm. make the pasta yeah. that we're not Italian, not even no. a little bit. Do I want to imitate them in a particular way that I think what they're right. doing is and have been doing is admirable and yeah. beautiful and fun and something to pass on. And I was just thinking about how it actually, the mother's, from everywhere in the world who have been doing their duty and mm -hmm. loving their people and making good food 
is actually an inheritance for us. Yeah. Like, we actually... Yeah. You don't need well, to feel like if your own mother didn't teach you how to do this, that you don't, that you can't avail yourself mm-hmm, of what could mm-hmm. be learned from other cultures, from other places. Right. And like, it's so just fun. I have something too that ties into that. And I was listening to an interview with Kath Kidston mm-hmm. um, and she's no longer with the Kath Kidston company, right? So oh, she okay. sold the Kath Kidston company, I think is still going, but without her actually yeah, being the designer. And she was saying how she kind of retired and felt like that was, she was going to become the sort of person who, you know, like traveled and, yeah. you know, went to plays and things, you know, like it was just sure. like, that's what she was going to do. But then she suddenly realized, and I thought this was so sad but like understandable, but also like missing the boat by, you know what I mean? She said she just suddenly realized that all of the wonderful things that she was inspired by, like things she would see and whatever, because she was not working anymore. There was no outlet. There was nothing to do with any of this stuff. And so she started another company, but it's like, Wow, that's so sad. But, like, I understand it. But it's like if you discount the home as a place where you pour yourself out, the only place you can do that would be in the workplace. So she would go and it's like she's traveling, she's seeing things. Or it's just like if there's no one at home for you to do this. Well, and I don't know about that. But it's like she was being inspired but with no outlet for that inspiration and I was like, what a weird problem. Because there are women who I think are, like, that's how they're hardwired. And yet our culture has taught them that the it, only place to spend any of it is out, is in, out the, there. in the business world. And the weird part is, because that's mostly bizarre because her whole brand and everything was so domestic. It was so and, homey. So, like, everything she's doing yeah. is, is yeah. cute and homey and feminine and and comforting kind of yeah. it has this yeah. sort of like grandma's yeah. back porch vibe yeah. and hers but, is still like she's doing like a skin what's skin or perfume or something but whatever but, the case it's just like what a sad thing to have nowhere to put it well what's actually interesting when you say that and this should be encouraging to any of you who are at home with children and babies and a kitchen that has dishes that need to be done and a table that yeah. you got to get something on before everyone shows mm-hmm. up at home and the laundry that needs to be done is that a very typical complaint for like, I mean, a complaint, hopefully you're not complaining it out loud, but a very typical thing that is difficult about being a mother, being a homemaker is that you can feel like you're all outlet with that. Yeah. Like that the yeah. problem is that the demand is exceeding the inspiration. Sure. sure. Right. Like you're like the, what's being, what's being asked of me is so much bigger than right. what I'm feeling. But like, that's actually a direction. That's a thing that you can work to balance out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can work to be, more strategic with your output, trying to make more of your, like what we're talking about, freezer meals, like where it's like, well, why do either of us feel like we need freezer meals? It's because you're barely keeping your head above the water and your frantic doggy paddle of trying to, as I was saying, feeding 10 people three meals a day actually runs into time. It is turning into a full-time job 
And so anytime I can, like, how am I going to get ahead on this so that I'm not, like, you know, whatever. But, But it's, like, strategy. It's, like, using every part of yourself and your brain and your ideas and your everything. And then you can always try to balance out like, okay, how can I more strategically output and what can I be thinking about moving in? You know, like what can I be doing to keep the inspiration coming? Yep. And like one thing I recently did is I just went ahead and overcame all my aversions to paying for an app, but I paid for America's Mm -hmm. test kitchen Mm -hmm. because I'm like, if Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit here, nursing and looking at my phone it would be better for me to be reading something that is actually you know absolutely and it does inspire you because i read something about like the best dumpling recipe and then i made dumplings for dinner you know you're like Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna try Mm -hmm. this i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna yeah you know you're like and i think a lot of it is deciding to delight in the life that god has given you rather than sit and grouch about it because you can settle into the dumps where Nothing is delightful. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting for something to come along and delight you rather than deciding that you will make it a delight. Yeah, and, and, so, and that's just the thing. Dad says this all the time. It's just a principle of life in so many ways. But that respecting a man does a lot to make him respectable. Loving. Oh, it's like love bestows loveliness. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't love like you love because well whatever whatever you love but the point is it's not that the loveliness always exists before you love it like I'm not and so I think about that in places in your house where you think this area needs some love it needs someone to care yeah and to impact it in some way and it's also why I like grateful because like (laughs) you know like for me like this probably this is the phase I'm in right now but first thing in the morning like I have a cup of coffee sit in bed and read my bible like what a huge luxury that is just just that like I just can I sit also here. run a very luxurious morning where I sit in bed and nurse the baby and someone brings me coffee and also sometimes they bring me a bowl of oatmeal which then Ezra eats so we'll we, see we have I a put, real fun time in the morning I so. put a Keurig in our bedroom and just, we don't have running water there upstairs because we don't, there's no master bath or anything. But I just get like a case of water bottles and the Keurig pods and it is We have the Keurig the in best. our bathroom right off of our bedroom. Right, it's the best yeah. Thing. See, and ours yeah. is just like on a little dresser in the corner. And I do need to revisit this really fast. coffee and Bible. And then like even just a hot shower where you actually get to wash your hair. And, the best. And use the soap we spake of earlier. All I'm saying is that like there's so much actual blessing in the tiny mundane details totally of life that if you decide to just enjoy that just the small pleasures it's it will go a long ways towards making home a delight yeah and then and kind of helping you try to look for places to make it that way you know like instead of sitting down on the couch and i will say and this is it is just has to be said because it's a thing don't make the driving factor competition with other people's houses or trying to keep up with something because when you invest in your home because you're grateful because you're enjoying this because you're loving it it comes off very differently than being driven to make it this way because of how it will look if i don't make it all put together or whatever it's a different one is life-giving and one is not life-giving yeah but i have to my babysitting now or is 
over. Someone has mm-hmm. class. So someone, someone has, has class. class. You will notice All you right. didn't hear from Ezra, but one of these times when we got together to record a podcast last week, mm-hmm. last week we tried. Guys, we went on an hour drive thinking maybe he would go to sleep, but he yelled the whole time. So <laughs> we did not record no. that and send it to you, no. but figured no. that we would try again another time. So All right, have fun. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.